Hi everyone, hope you're doing well. A happy Father's Day to you for your dads. And uh, it was great to hear that little story from Chicky and Chicky's dad earlier, but the prodigal son. And uh, Chicky's dad, what struck me was, it looked as if he's had a, a hard life, must have had a hard paper around when he was a young chick. So, great to see you uh, this morning. Now, I've got a few visual aids of my own here. I've got um, two minions representing the prodigal son and the prodigal son's father. And they're giving each other a little wave there. And um, bello means hello in minion language, if you didn't already know that. Also, if you have a Spanish or Italian connection, that word also comes from the word beautiful and handsome. So, we've learned a little bit of something this morning. Now, talking about learning, I don't know about you, but if you've ever done a qualification or you've read up on a particular subject, maybe looking to get a qualification for something or to prepare ourselves for a future season or a new job or a hobby or a life event, we can, you know, really get a download and get to grips with some knowledge, which is wonderful. Also, we can get a little certificate at the end. Now, I can remember my first certificate was my cycling proficiency test in primary school. I remember we learned how to ride a bike properly. If you were going to go on the road to learn about the, you know, the laws of the highways and byways, so we would be safe. And I remember getting that certificate and being chuffed. And then, of course, later on in life, doing different exams or work-based qualifications, you know, that is part of the journey along the way. And maybe if we're preparing for something, a life event, we would do like a, a course or read up on a particular subject. One example for, for Sean and I is we did a preparation for marriage course. And that was back 27 years ago. We just celebrated our 27th wedding anniversary and we did this course. It was excellent. And we're still gleaning the rewards from that all these years later. 27 years of wedded bliss. And I'm sure Sean would agree with me if she was standing next to me now instead of... Mr. Minion Man. Anyway, there's also another little course we did, and that was a preparation for parenting course. Now, reading up on what it would be like to be a parent, you know, you get like the head knowledge and get a grip with certain aspects of what it's like to become a dad or become a mum. You get the full download, you know, what it's like to create security in the home and to love children unconditionally and to take care of them and to provide and give love and you know all this kind of stuff it wasn't until the reality of the child being born that uh, the rubber hits the road and I remember March the 29th 1999 and Sam Day was born and I remember how you know quickly the emotions came into play you know to, to care for this little baby to look after it uh, to be kind and considerate and create, you know, a secure environment. But you know what also happened within the first five minutes? I got peed on, I was sick over and cried at. The journey of parenthood. So you've got all the lovely bits and all the um, the messy bits as well, shall we say. But it's great to be on that journey and it is a great privilege as well to do that. So my journey of fatherhood had begun... And, uh, you know, there was an initial reaction of these emotion downloads, you know, and it was quite, you know, intense. You know, instantly it's like God put something within us, within our um, genetics, within our DNA, to be able to um, express love for our children. 
a protection and a love. And also, I can remember how, like, I suppose, patience, you know, patience, we develop patience in life. But before kids come along, it's like, it's a totally different ball game. Like, you live your life, you know, you do work or whatever it is we're doing. And then when we're looking after children, our patience can be um, challenged, I suppose. You know, crying babies or, you know, things happening, things going wrong. And, uh, you know, the stamina kind of kicks in and all the rest of it. And it is a wonderful snapshot to consider that God has given us, you know, the physical, mental and spiritual ability to to care for our children. And there are emotional demands on fathers and mothers and carers and all this kind of stuff. But um, what is really interesting is that I really believe that we can find and understand God's love like a father, one of a perfect father. And even like in the ups and downs of life and in the good times and the times of chaos, there is a heavenly father who we can know for ourselves and trust with all our heart. And we read like in the New Testament that Jesus came to earth and showed humankind who God is. The Holy Trinity, Father God, the Son Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And then Jesus through his like healings and teachings and demonstrations of the kingdom of God provided the reality of the love and grace of God for anyone and that we can have faith in him. So understanding the Father's heart is, is you know, it's a big subject for us. You know, looking back at our own, own experiences of our, our own fatherhood and, you know, who was a father to us as well. We will all have different stories and a different background. And I can really look and consider what it says in the Bible about the Father's love, Father God's love. And he is a perfect father, a perfect father with a perfect love. And uh, just to demonstrate, you know, the father's love, Jesus told this amazing story about the prodigal son. And what would be good now is I'm going to read it for us this morning and we can have a little think and consider of it just to get a grip and understanding of the father's love. Okay, so it's from Luke 15, 11 to 24. Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estates. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to the, his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare, and here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son and threw his arms around him and kissed him. 
The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So considering this story of the prodigal son, we look at the young son and his attitude and the actions and you know what, what is represented here. There's like a wanting to escape from the family home and the community to go and like rebel, I suppose, and just live a, a life, you know. And we read that he spent what he had and, you know, he give it up for satisfying uh, his part in and while living, the Bible puts it. And we see that his life spirals into hunger, desperation and isolation. And then we hear that he considers going back to his dad and the family to, so that he can have like some security and food. But when he goes back and is on his way, the father runs to greet his son. And he delivers something so important. He delivers grace, love and forgiveness. And he rushes out to greet him. In fact, he's been looking out for him, hoping that his son would return. And what's interesting about this story is to the listener and the Jewish kind of community, they would have recognised and been shocked by this love and forgiveness that the father had because they were used to like a cultural kind of ceremony called the Kezazar. And this ceremony of Kezazar represented like cutting off and what this was was if a Jewish boy had gone out and lost his inheritance or you know his belongings and his wealth to a Gentile world he would not be allowed to return to that community or have anything to do with that community and what they would do they would take like a pot an earthen a clay pot and they would smash it before him to represent and symbolise that there's been, you know, a destruction and a breaking of his relationship with the community, and he would be like sent away and not welcomed or retur- uh, upon returning. So, for the father to run out and to greet his son and to express his approval and his love and his forgiveness before anyone else could bring any condemnation of this kezazar shows the father's deep care and desire for a repaired relationship, a welcoming back. So there's a really strong teaching here that the love of God is available for us and for those of us who are finding or needing rescue or needing loving, it is the desire of God who watches and waits for us to return to him. And God rushes to bring love, peace and forgiveness into our lives. Just like the dad in the, with the prodigal son story, he wanted to rush out to approve of his son and bring forgiveness before the community had a chance to judge him and uh, cast that condemnation of Kezazar. And not only do we see the forgiveness of God for this story, but also the generosity of God as well. This wasn't a basic response by the father. It wasn't just a kind response, but a generous response, a no-holds-bar response. We read this just to um, remind ourselves. The father said, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger 
and sandals on his feet. And the robe represented the father communicating something important, that the son was being restored to the family, that the father's approval was upon him. It was an immediate demonstration of approval, of love, of mercy, of kindness, of protection, that you, son, belong, you are loved, and I give you all I have in the power in my name, not deserved, but generously given. So the prodigal son's father has been generous and kind to his son. The ring symbolises affection. We used to, in our culture, when we get married, you know, we exchange rings, wedding rings, and, you know, we make these vows before before God. And um, this signifies something important, but in Old Testament times, there was additional uh, kind of meaning to this. Now, Pharaoh removed his signet ring and put it on Joseph's hand. When we read that account in Genesis 41, installing Joseph into office over Egypt. And in the book of Esther in the Old Testament, we see that the king took off his ring, the royal signet, by which the decrees of government were made and signed, and gave it to Mordecai. So the ring showed Pharaoh's affection for Joseph and the king's affection for Mordecai, transferring to them power and authority necessary for the promotions that they had both just received, one as a governor and one as a prime minister. So to put a ring on the son's finger was showing he is restored to the family, restored with authority. And it's such a generous thing that we see happen here. And then the third little thing is the sandals, that to have no shoes or sandals was a a sign of like shame or mourning or poverty. And in ancient biblical times, servants went barefoot. Therefore, the father was saying that he's not to be treated as a servant, but as a son with all the entitlements. And when Paul wrote to the Galatians in in the New Testament, we read this, to encourage them in their faith in Christ, we read here from Galatians 4, 7. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you an heir. This is a great truth. This story, Jesus told, helps us see God as a forgiving, gracious and generous father, encouraging the listener to approach the father's forgiveness and generosity with confidence. You know, there's a reason why Jesus mentioned this story and and spoke it out. And just um, as a couple of encouragements, I suppose, and the first kind of experience we've had in Father's Day lockdown, just want to have a look at two little things just to encourage us as I um, come to close. In 2008, I had a four-month season out of working. I'd uh, injured my leg playing football. I'd broken my tibia and fibula bones in my right leg. And uh, I was bedbound for a little while and then up on the crutches and all the rest of it. So anyway, I had enforced time at home. I wasn't expecting it, but it happened. And um, during my recovery, it was a fantastic opportunity to spend time with my kids. I think Naomi was four and Isaac was six and Sam was eight. Naomi became my nurse and Isaac became my doctor. And that was fantastic. But to spend that time at home was really significant. It was a great time and opportunity to get to know my kids even more because, you know, you get into a routine in life and you go to work and you know all the rest of it and you come home and you have certain things going on. But this was a brilliant opportunity for me to spend time with the children. 
So I was a little bit fragile, obviously, having a dodgy leg. And then I had to fend them off with my left leg if they were, like, about to jump on the bed. So um, it was it was really funny, though. So I had my own personal nurse and doctor looking after me at home. But for Naomi, she was due to go to school in the September full-time. So I had four months, you know, from April, May, June and July before going back to work. And Naomi, you know, she was going into full-time school in September. So I'm really grateful that even in that, you know, painful time in terms of the injury, it was a fantastic time for us to um, really, you know, bond as a father and daughter and, and with me and Isaac and Sam as well. And here I got to learn so much about my kids, like how Naomi loved to be read to. And uh, we'd love to watch, you know, movies and films together and relax and chat and play games. And Isaac just loves making things. He used to love making things. And, you know, that has followed him on. Now he's coming up to 19 and he's just qualified as a carpenter. And and Sam, you know, went to his football and playing sports and, and being, like, you know, sociable and stuff. Getting to know our children is so important. And let's take this lockdown life as an opportunity to get up to know our kids even more. And it's so important to do that. And, um, you know, we can establish bonds and, you know, things in common that will last us a lifetime. You know, we'll, we'll travel with us and um, throughout our parenting with our children and in relationships, you know, in general as well. And finally, in closing, just another thing to consider is we might feel sometimes, you know, not qualified to be a parent or we're nowhere near winning parent of the year but let's be encouraged today that we can approach our parenting with the attitude that we give it our best shot and with God's help we can bring something of God's love and heart and kindness and generosity into the lives of our kids. Like the prodigal son's dad we recognise his unconditional love his forgiving attitude, that he was approachable. And if us dads, and anybody who has a relational connection with children, if we can take on this generous love and forgiveness that God shows us, then that will pay dividends in the life of our children as well. So there's a few thoughts for us today, just to consider on Father's Day. To know God's love, his compassion and his forgiveness the story of the prodigal son and his dad, Jesus, showing and representing the father's love through that story. So let me pray in closing today. Let's take a moment, let's close our eyes. Yes, Lord, we thank you today that we can appreciate your father's love for our lives, that you are a perfect father. And as we go about our day-to-day and the different like friendships and relationships and responsibilities that we have in life. I pray that you would help us right now to know that unconditional love in us for our own experience, but to be those that are givers of forgiveness and love and kindness. Help us to be generous with our love, with our words and with our actions. May your peace fill us today on this Father's Day in 2020, and in the circumstances that we live in right now, which are unusual, but we take them in this time, Lord, in your grace and in your peace. So we thank you for your goodness now. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.